Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Killer Collab Podcast on Real People, Real Content. Right now, today, as of last week, we were joined by Chris Lado from Reaper Films. And also, bringing back uh, one of the originals, Nick, not Nikki Bella. I'm still suit and tie movie guy. No, you're not. Yes, I am. You're wearing a hoodie. I am gonna put the suit back on when I'm not so fluffy from COVID. <laughs> fluffy, he's so fluffy. <laughs> no, but really though, this is we're, this is season two, year two. We don't need you don't need to be suit and tie. I guys. like wearing suits and ties though, but I you know I I don't wear a suit and tie to work anymore because the pandemic screwed me with my job. So now I got to figure out somewhere else to wear. It's got to be here. Wear it to the gym. You'll be fine. Probably pick up a lady too. Yeah, or a, no. I mean, you, to each their own, man. Can, I say, can I say shemale on here? Uh, you just did. Yeah, but am I allowed to? Eh, sure. <laughs> we we're equal. You know, I mean, I'll ball you know, so that's what I would pick up with the suit, Jim. Are you, are you judging shemales because no. for any reason? No, no. I'm, are you objected to shemales? No, 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 no. See, I got so bored. With, you know, over the years, I've been you got bored with, with that one so time? many women that I just... I decided that I needed to make something, you know, go a different direction. And I'm not ready for men yet, so I had to make that transition smooth. That's a good transition. Boom. Well, why don't you go to Thailand? Eh. Thai boy? Eh. No. No, 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 I think I'd rather, you know, get one from, like, South America. Because they're, they're, eh. they're used to seeing anacondas down there. Oh! Yeah. <laughs> You're going to leave that one alone. Did I say anaconda? I meant, I meant ring necks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Chris, how do you feel about that? Uh, I feel great. <laughs> about his anaconda, or are you just saying in general? I like anacondas. Oh, no. see, I, I can't no do steaks. With them. He he has uh, what, what what kind of steaks do you have? So I right, cover your ears. He <laughs> he legitimately hates snakes. So I have um, so bad. So I, like that's why there's no snakes on my channel, but on his channel, he has all snakes. I, I have <laughs> I have six boas. Um, I have a common uh, Colombian boa, the ones that are sold as red tails but are not red tails. Uh. I have a so a common Colombian. I have two Suriname red tail boas, a Guyana red tail boa, which is pretty much the same snake. It's just different areas. So like, if it was in the United States, it would be like a Georgia and Florida boa constrictor. So right. the Guyanas in Georgia, the you know, so basically like that. And then so I've got two Suriname, a Guyana, an emerald tree boa, the real bright, vibrant green. Um, really big. What's that? Are they all like really big? No, uh, so the the emerald's pretty much fully grown. He's five foot four. He's pretty uh, big. Yeah. No, no, no. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> the uh, the the two younger Surinams, the guy. Or, sorry, the Suriname and the Guyana. They're two and a half years old. They're forty. We don't. Oh, closer to Mike. Sorry, they're forty-eight. Uh, no, no, sorry, fifty-two and fifty-eight inches. And then the common bow. She's gonna be a small girl. She's about. 50 or 46 inches but but the creme de la creme my dream snake from my entire childhood is my green anaconda she is currently three years old she's about eight foot four so she's got an 11 by six by six uh enclosure uh i'm planning a 16 by 13 by eight enclosure with about 60 percent being a pond the cage now has a 400 gallon pond, and uh, she'll probably be about 15 or 16 feet, and probably Dang. about 100. Do you ever like just take her out and just let her 
roam around your house? Um, so I take her out. This is the reason why I don't visit his house anymore. <laughs> like I used to, but I don't go to his house ever I, again. I, uh, I I take her out. Um, I so she's uh, anacondas can be a little dicky sometimes. Mm-hmm. She's actually really docile, uh, but when she gets in her moods, it, you don't want to. She it. she gets in her mood. She will not stop trying to bite you till you put her back. So, um. If I'm holding her, she doesn't ever try to bite me. It's always if I set her down and let her go, and then go to pick her up, that's what she doesn't like. So mm-hmm. I typically just hold her and then put her back. But um, if Tony uh, – if you, I'm sure Tony's going to put the link to my channel. So if you guys want to check out um, any of the snakes, I do feedings. They're not live. They're frozen thawed. Uh, and then I've got some really, really amazing uh, enclosures, like just really beautiful. Uh, they're done by Habitat and Design Pet Supplies. Um, so if you guys want to see that, there's a lot of educational stuff on there too. Um, the enclosures are beautiful though. Like I was watching yeah. like videos of him building it. No snakes in it because I can't look at a snake. I just can't. Don't show me a snake. But <laughs> like even even pictures or I, – I can't do it. Anyway. Snakes but the, cool, man. No. They're good for you too. Like they keep all the rats around your house. And, well, yeah. and the biggest, you yeah, know, we got the, a big black racer that hangs around. Oh, our house come on, guys. The, <laughs> they just, they just did a bunch of like they just passed this new thing where like pretty much this is out. Like you can't have iguanas. Well, it, it, iguanas, tigus, there's a whole bunch of stuff that they just passed. But I'm grandfathered in because I've had the anaconda, so I have a, a what's called a conditional species permit. She's microchipped. They came out. They inspected her enclosures. It's all signed off. So I, I did everything by the books with her. So because I'm not breeding or anything, I'm locked in legally. But I had to jump through quite a few hoops. But, I mean, most people just don't care for them. You know, right. like um, the 11-foot enclosure that I have, I wouldn't consider that big enough for her for if she's 16 feet. And most people wouldn't even provide that. Most people with the big, big, big pythons and boas or and uh, anacondas, if they're 16 to 18 feet, they'll put them in six foot, eight foot enclosures. Yeah. It's terrible. And um, see, as much as I don't like snakes, but the cruelty to animals—that is something that I, I don't deal with. Like, like I, I'll support like the health of, of whatever those are. I won't even say the word again. <laughs> but um, the health of animals. Oh, don't show me that picture. That's the emerald. Dang, that's oh, it. Where's the camera at? It's right there. Over there somewhere. I'm trying to see if you can. That's yeah, the emerald tree boa. Yeah, you can see it. So, but yeah, if you guys want to check out my channel, uh, there's oh. a lot of a lot of uh, stuff on um, on the snakes. But uh, as far as the anaconda goes, you know, most people don't realize how slow their metabolism is. I mean, they. I, I was speaking to um, to a gentleman who is a uh, herpetologist at the Denver Zoo, and he said to me that 90% of the reptiles, especially the big constrictors that he sees in captivity, are overfed and obese. And that number seemed really high to me. But then when I was setting up my anaconda's cage, um, I went to a few of the zoos. Uh, I wanted to speak with some of the herpetologists and see how they handle the pond and keeping everything clean. And when I was telling them about the vet that I had, he's an exotic vet, but they're saying like that guy doesn't know what he's talking about at all. So he basically said, I'm going to get you set up with um, with the vet that we use for the zoo. And uh, honestly, I struck gold with this guy because he spent 15 years studying anacondas, boas and pythons in the wild. He's got over 150 snakes. 
and he does continuing continuing education for herpetologists and for uh, veterinarians. And he's the boa guy. So right. there's no one I've met that knows more about them. So he helped me set up a great feeding program. Um, like, you know, people are feeding their anaconda. Anacondas are heavy-bodied snakes. So people think that because they're heavy-bodied, they can just be as big as they want, as fast as they want it. Right. That's not oh. the case. Um, you know, I, I get – she was eight feet and getting a large – only a large rat every four weeks. And then for three months during the winter, I take them off food completely because – the seasons they have in the wild, wet, wet season, dry season. During the wet season, food's everywhere, so they eat a lot. During the dry season, they conserve energy. They burn through their fat deposits, and it stimulates growth. So I feed probably half as much as most people, and my snakes grow usually faster. So, right. <laughs> But it's, been, it's definitely been a dream come true, and you know, hopefully in the next couple years, I will be able to buy a bigger house. And I have a really amazing <clears throat> plan for her adult – for her 16-foot uh, cage. I mean it's – I'll just build amazing. one out in the backyard, like a big enclosure. Be, uh, like, because as part of the like uh, greenhouse, thing. as as part of the permit that I have, you have to have her inside a secondary structure. Like it can't be out just in the yard. Well, I mean, like you you do like an enclosure inside like a, a shed, like you build well, a shed well, or a so garage or something. My plan, what uh, what I want to do is I want to get a house that has a screened in porch. Yeah. And over the would that classify though? Yes. You'd have to yes. enclose it. Yeah. Then? So over, you know how the roof of the uh, of the house goes over the lanai before you get to the actual screen itself. Yeah. So I was house sitting last week for my buddy, and his house was absolutely perfect because what I want to do is the sliding glass door mm -hmm. in either the bedrooms or the living room that leads out to the out to the uh, the, the deck area. I want to remove the sliding glass door and put a huge thick piece of glass there and waterproof it. So have I want the pond to be right up against where the sliding glass door was so you can be in the house looking into the pond from inside the house. Mm -hmm. And this area out there, the cage, like I said, I wanted it to be 16 by 13 by 8. So I went out. I'm like, I wonder how big this space is out there. So I measured it, and it was 16 by 13 by 8. So it's exactly what I wanted. So uh, when the time comes, I'm going to budget about $10,000 for that, which it's a lot, but I mean, for me, that's like my dream is to have that. So well, I, mean, I, I, I support your dream. I, I mean, I just, no, I, everyone has different values too, though. Oh no. And I get it. Like, I understand like there's things, you know, phobias that people have and, you know, unfortunately, um, well, so, but what happens if it ever breaks out? So I mean, like citywide, like I know when stray dogs get out and they bite somebody, that, that dog gets well, put down. <laughs> that's that's one of the reasons why it's microchip because if it gets out, then I'm in trouble. So, okay. but um, she has a she has a lock on her cage, and then in addition to that, she's also in a room that the doors are closed at night. I mean, if she were to get out in that room, she'd probably hide behind the cage. Like, there's nowhere for her to go. She would have to get out of the cage, out of the room. Go all the way to the other side of the house, get into my room, and then get you know get to the dog. You know it's yeah. like so it's not. One of the snakes got out one night because uh, I forgot to put the lid back down all the way. It was a it was a small one, and she got up under the lamp and knocked the lamp over. And I was like, oh gosh, where's she at? And I looked under the thing and she was just right there. But yeah. Yeah. but no, I mean it, it it sucks with COVID losing my job really. I mean it hurt, hit everybody. Yeah, everybody. I'm still paying for it. I'm still. Getting beat up, but you know, you gotta keep moving. 
how to keep moving forward. You know well, what I mean? The cages, uh, the cages and the snakes and supplies, everything together in one year was fourteen thousand dollars. You know, that's not bad. That's not bad. I paid more than that in just regular stuff. I mean, it's a, I mean, it's a lot of money, but like the anaconda, I bought for a thousand. And when she's breeding age in a couple of years, she'll be worth like three or four grand. Yeah. Um, the the two younger red tails were four fifty each. They'll probably both be worth over a thousand when they're breeding age because they're females. Uh, the emerald is captive bred, so I got him for four hundred. He's probably worth about eight or nine. Uh, the anaconda cage by Habitat and Design Pet Supplies um, was three thousand dollars, and he brought it to me. So that cage should have been six thousand without shipping. But he wanted to get his name out there, and he knew that I had, you know, 4,000 subscribers on YouTube, and I've gotten him a lot of business. So uh, he, he hooked me up big time, but um, Ooh, nice. it's a lot of money, but I would have had it all paid off this month if not for COVID. So, you know, hopefully things will bounce back, and we'll see. So Yeah. Um, yeah, let, let's move on to a different subject. Yeah, sorry. Snakes. I know. You don't like snakes. I, I was cringing like the whole time. Like, oh, I, I know. Don't but guys, uh, anyone listening, if you guys like snakes, I'm, this is the last thing I'm going to say. If you guys like snakes, check out my YouTube, Thicker Constrictor. Hey, listen, I promote you on there too, all right? <laughs> I mean, not like I would notice. I watch your videos. <laughs> so, but yeah. Anyway, so go ahead. just letting you guys know, we've got a big weekend coming up. Uh Tampa Bay Screens is coming up this weekend. Chris, well, tell, me, tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, my buddy Sean Donahue puts on the convention every year. Um, it's uh, running Friday from 5 to 10 and Saturday from 11 to 7. Uh, he's got some pretty cool guests coming out. If you're a horror fan, um, it's definitely a not to be missed. Um, he's got Lisa Wilcox from Nightmare on Elm Street 4 and 5 will be there. Um let me pull up the thing. I should have. Uh... So, what exactly is Tampa Bay Screams? It's a it's a horror convention. Okay, yeah, the con. Um, it's you like just a con. go there. They got vendors. Um, there's special guests. You know, signing autographs, mm -hmm. stuff like that. Filmmakers. Um, okay. Yeah, I went to one in 2008. It was a lot of fun. Well, not Tampa Bay Screams, but this. No, no. I'm saying yeah. I went to a comic comic thing. I made a met a Stacy Keenan from Step by Step. Oh. Okay. Dana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She charged everybody ten bucks for a photo, except for me. She liked me so she charged you 30 <laughs> got it yeah um but uh, adam west was there uh did not get Rest to meet i didn't get to meet adam west unfortunately but uh, i met the white ranger and i asked him the question that we all want to know did you hook up with the pink ranger of course he did of course he did <laughs> he, he wouldn't say yes i think they all did all at the same time I, that'd be I, interesting. oh god Susie q i had a huge crush on her when oh, i was a kid yeah, yeah. um i mean but she, I, she's actually doing some stuff. I've, I've seen that mm -hmm. she's done yep. recent uh, things. I don't think it was on big movies or anything like that, but mm -hmm. she did a couple things. Kay, uh, Lifetime, maybe? She, I mean, now now I'm more of a Kaylee Cuoco kind of guy. Uh, Kaylee Cuoco. But, uh, she's not going to call you. She might. No, she won't. Did you watch she, that show she's in, the, uh, the new one? Yeah. The the flight I Attendant? To, yep. What is it? Flight, flight Attendant. No. It was very good. Yeah, yeah. Very, very good. I wanted to talk about that today. Actually. Let me guess. Does it happen on an airplane? No. Uh, no, it's actually a, it, really? no, it's about card sharks. Great white card sharks from space. It's like Jason X, but with <laughs> Kaylee Cuoco. No, she's a flight attendant, and she wakes up uh, next to a guy and uh, that she met on the plane, a uh, rich guy, and he's dead. And She did it. Yeah, yeah. Spoilers. <laughs> she did it. No, but um, 
I mean, it, it wrapped up. Did you see the whole thing? Yeah. It wrapped up pretty nicely. I guess they're going to have a season two. Oh. So I don't know where they're going to go. She's going to kill it, someone else? But, uh, yes. But no, it was, it was, you know, I think she was um, a little worried. You know, when you have Big Bang Theory money coming in, and then all She's of a syndicated. sudden, a lot of, those, a lot of those people that are on those iconic shows don't really Never get did. work after that. Yeah. I mean, look at oh, Seinfeld. But, but look mean, at the syndication. Like, they don't need it. Like, just like Friends, they still get, they're still getting 20, syndication money. Yeah, 20, yeah. 25 well, of course it's But, you know, they, people want to act and stuff. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, yeah. you think Kramer, he didn't do much after Seinfeld. Was well, well, yeah, yeah, he, he had kinda, a big thing. He yeah, had a little, he uh, a lot on stage. Yeah, he didn't do much. <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, I think the only one that really did stuff was Julie Louis-Dreyfus. She was in, mm-hmm. like, three shows. and. I think Seinfeld has been producing stuff. I think I thought so he was well, on. Uh, about like acting. Oh, oh yeah. 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 Well, yeah but, the uh, Friends cast. I mean, Courtney Cox. Where the hell did she go? Oh, uh, she did Cougar Town, but that was about yeah, it. Cougar She's about Town to do Scream Five. Scream yeah, Five. Scream Five. I'm excited. I'm excited. And what happened to uh, what's her name? Uh, Lisa Kudrow. Well, she's oh, she's been in a few things. She was in uh, Easy A. She was in um, there's something else that she uh, oh, was um, was she in Neighbors? Yes, she, she was, was the prince. Yep. Principal. So yeah, she's done a few things, and then Ross or, David Schwimmer was a uh, 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 Kardashian in uh, the oh yeah, in the OJ OJ she was getting junior I believe yeah, and LeBlanc has his, had that he had a show and then he he had, was, he had a show with kids. That was you, an amazing you, series, that O.J. Simpson series. Oh, I heard it was really good. Oh I, my God. It. I lived so through good. it. I don't want. I didn't want to watch it. So <laughs> I, I just remember being a kid. Oh, wait, Bronco. <laughs> Have you guys seen the Bronco? Yes. The new Bronco. Oh my. God, I want one so bad. Throw oh. some blood inside, you're good. <laughs> I want a white one. I really want a white fit, one. If it doesn't you must have quit. Yeah. But no, ladies, that Bronco is sexy. Ladies and gentlemen of the supposed jury, this is Chewbacca. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, so, uh, you know, I, I read something from Kaylee Cuoco where she was, because uh, her and Johnny Galecki, is that his name? Yeah. Uh, so where I, they were, they wanted to do two more seasons. They were ready to sign on, right. but Parsons, you know, he was done with it. He's, yeah, so he's they. Doing a lot of stuff. Then. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, he, I think he was just done playing Sheldon, and and yeah. they were really like taken aback because they were ready for two more seasons, and um, you know. Well, that's I, season, that series is going to define their entire career. Oh yeah. Yeah, it was, oh, it was an amazing show. The last yeah, couple seasons. Were, the last, yeah, it started. On the was, decline. I, I, I think they cut it off at the right time. Yeah, at the yeah. right time. Like yeah. I hate seeing shows that just are like not good anymore. Yeah. And they just keep making them, and it's like, I, I all feel, right, we get the point. Like, I just feel, stop. but you keep watching. I feel yeah. like that's why they you keep, keep going. watching because you're hoping it's like the, the first three seasons, <laughs> I, and I, it's not. I feel. And, I feel like when kids are introduced, that's when shows start going yeah. downhill. Oh yeah. Well, it's look called, at Married with Children. Look at uh, what, what was it? What was another show? Yeah. How I Met Your Mother. Oh, Jumping the Shark. Yes. The Brady Bunch when they introduce Oliver. You know, <laughs> uh, but no. So I mean, like I know in Friends, Ross had had the kid right away. But that's it, it, he wasn't ever really a big besides the first season and a couple here and there. That, but when um, when Emma was born on Friends, I thought that kind of started bringing down yeah. How I Met Your Mother when they had a kid. Well, well you rather have down. that that um, that stigma of bringing the kid in or the passing it off to the next generation. Like you, either way. Scrubs. Oh my God! That was I was terrible. just watching that last night. I, I can't. I can't even watch that yeah, last. The year. other, the other thing that puts shows on the decline is when there's like two characters that there's a lot of sexual tension, mm-hmm. and then they end up getting together. And then it's over. Oh yeah. It's moonlighting. Over. You know, <laughs> yeah. moonlighting when Bruce Willis and Silver Trevor got together. That was mm-hmm. pretty much when those shows started declining. Oh. 
Anyway, back to um, Tampa Bay screens. Tampa Bay screens. Yes. Uh, again, it's this weekend, um, uh, the uh, 19th and 20th of March. It's uh, it's at um, the nor- the 1200 Northwest Shore Boulevard. It's at a hotel. Um, and, you know, some of the guests, again, Lisa Wilcox from Nightmare on Elm Street 4 and 5. Uh, John Dugan, he played the old man in uh, the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess it was Grandpa, I guess. Uh, John Dugan, that's his name. Marilyn Eastman from Night of the Living Dead. Camille Keaton, I Spit on Your Grave. She was the lead in the original Spit on, I Spit on <laughs> wow. Your Grave. Uh, Lynn Lowry from The Crazies. And me, I'll be there. Who's that? Chris Leto. We'll be there. <laughs> Never heard of him. Send me a tape. <laughs> Micro-budget um, filmmaker extraordinaire. You had a lot of titles. How many titles do you have? I have a lot of titles. But Who did you say from Night of the Living Dead? John Dugan. I'm looking that up. The original 1968 one? No, 74. Was it 74? Yep. I wasn't alive. I don't know. <laughs> I think I have that movie. Well, it's a 68 here. Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Oh, no, no, no. You're talking about Bad Living, Living, Living Dead. Dead. Oh, no. I thought you said not Texas Chainsaw. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, she's from the original Night of the Living Dead. Which one wow. is she? Is she uh, a little girl? Her name is... Um, I'm looking up the... Let me see. I forgot her damn name now. Marilyn East? Marilyn Eastman. Uh, Helen Cooper. So she must have been... I have no idea. I, I haven't seen those movies in forever. So, uh, fun, funny story about that movie. So, I hope it's funny. Which movie? Night of the Living Dead. Right. Or Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Night of the Living Dead was not only my first introduction to zombie movies, but it was one of the most nightmare-bringing movies. Really? I know. Because I was about... <laughs> Four or five years old, I was at my dad's house sitting on the couch, and I just remember it was on the TV, and I said, Dad, look, werewolves. And he goes, oh, no, son, those are zombies. I'm like, oh, zombies. Wait, you were five years old in 1968? Yes, You I look was. great for you. Thank you. Uh, Botox. I did the uh, Christy Brinkley. So, <laughs> um, she looks great. Right? So, I, in, in my, in my I, had a, I had a nightmare where my great-grandma, my Gigi ma, uh, we were at the mall and she always used to sit with her little, you know, her little skirt and she'd have her, her handbag in her lap like this. And she was a zombie, but the only way you could tell she was a zombie because it looked just like her was that her skin was gray. That was it. Hmm. So I woke up from this nightmare and we were at a campground by Disney and my, my Mimi who just passed away a couple months ago. Uh, she, um, she, you know, I had a nightmare. So she came and laid down next to me in the camper and she fell asleep, and I just remember staring at her arm and going, does her arm look gray to you? Like, in my own head. And, like, it was that was the most nightmares I've ever had from any show. Wow. And then I watched it again when I was about 11, and I was like, this isn't, this isn't scary at all. Huh. And now, uh, when that big hurricane came in in 2017, Irma, was it? I don't remember. I don't know, but we went over to um, Orlando. You know where it was just away from the water and oh yeah I remember which one. no that was that was that was only 2017 was it 2017 yeah I, I know this because this is when I started dating this girl Rachel so that's on my timeline in you my remember head. names too well I don't I mean, remember names at I know all. names of the girls I've dated not the girl uh, so uh, but no so uh, that was actually I downloaded um, I downloaded a bunch of movies and had everything charged so when the power went out I could watch it and Night of the Living Dead was one of them we're coming to get you Barbara what's funny about Night of the Living Dead is no one really owns the rights to it. Really? And because when George Romero made it, he never copyrighted the movie. Hmm. So oh. literally, I could go pro- pr- produce that movie and sell it 
wherever I Distribute, want. Distribute, yeah. Yeah, and not get in trouble. So hmm. I have a question. That's interesting. What What do you guys what, – what's your favorite – Scary movie. Zombie movie. Well, yeah. What's your favorite scary movie? What's your favorite zombie movie? I'm not a big zombie guy. I think they're overdone and not done well. Um, <laughs> oh, many times not done well. I, I, you know, the original Dawn of the Dead, um, you know, I saw that at the theater when I was a kid. And, I don't know, it was a cool movie. Um, and it kind of introduced me to the zombies. And I liked zombies for a while. And then everything coming out was zombies, zombies. And it yeah. just got overdone. Oh, yeah. I think that the original Dawn of the Dead <clears throat> is a fantastic film. I think the I actually act- like the remake too. The remake I was, really I was just gonna say we I just showed my friend the remake for the first time the other day from 2004, and that, in my opinion, is probably my favorite. Uh, Shaun of the Dead also. I love those guys. Uh, uh, Hot Fuzz, Shaun of the Dead, great movies. But um, the 2004 dawn of the dead the original dawn of the dead and Shaun of the dead are probably my favorites um, so are you fast zombie or slow zombie um I, I prefer the slower zombies but i did like dawn of the dead yeah. but i mean in a realistic situation if they're fast zombies we're up to bay yeah we're like we oh, are yeah. screwed <laughs> oh yeah I, mean, I love the people that say but like, as long as they don't have superhero or human strength as long yeah, as they don't right. have the strength to break through doors. I love I love how everyone's like, oh, I'd survive a zombie apocalypse. But then the hurricane comes and the power's out for two hours and everyone's like, ah, help me. It's like, no, you'd be dead. I'll give you a little zombie gem. There's a movie called The Battery. Uh-huh. And it's a low-budget indie movie. Oh, I love this. Really good. Um, it's about a guy. They call it The Battery because it was a pitcher and catcher mm-hmm. and they were buddies. And um, it's bit, it's really a buddy movie. And during a zombie apocalypse, <laughs> and um, it's really good. There's a cut. There's a scene where they're trapped in a station wagon, mm. and zombies are just surrounding them. <laughs> it's pretty intense. But uh, yeah, that's a that's a great one. Why don't you save that for next month for our uh, ten movies you've never seen before? Okay. So, <laughs> my, I mean, I don't like zombie movies. My so uh, twenty eight well, days later. That's a good one. 20, yeah. yeah. My uh, one of my best friends, Derek. Uh, when I lived with him, he was doing, uh, he was getting ready for a bodybuilding show. So he was like really strict with his diet. And I, I had gotten like hurt pretty good, um, wrestling. I caught a knee with a brace across the jaw and I <coughs> fractured my jaw. Oh, fun fact. Nick's is, Nick is a wrestler. He uh, teaches wrestling. Professional wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> my neck is screwed. <laughs> Not the ones in tights, right? Not oh the- yeah. Speedos all the way. Big daddy. <laughs> but, um, so our thing was we would watch a different zombie movie, but we wanted to find the B ones. Now there's a difference between bad, bad and great bad. And oh, of course. wait, real quick, reanimator. Would are the would, the, would you classify those as zombies? Mm, eh. Nah. Uh, I don't know. Kind of. That's what. Was well, because when you said B movie, like I, I, yeah. I, that was the first movie that came to mind. So <laughs> a couple of the the good ones. There was one um called oh god, what was it? Oh no! I I'll come back to that because it was really good, and I can't remember what it was. But there was a care. It was these two guys, and they woke up as zombies, and they're able to talk for some reason. But they're trying to get to his girlfriend, and there's this guy who's you know a zombie hunter, and he's just got these one lines. And um, can you edit? Is that warm bodies? No, that's that's the one with um. I know which one you're talking about. I'm trying to think of uh. This one's this one's a comedy. T- oh, uh, Deadheads. Oh, okay. Deadheads and no editing here. No editing. Okay, I'll, I'll, <laughs> so, but the, the guys, he's you know macho alpha male, and he's got all these one-liners, and he's just a big di whatever. And, but he gets in, he goes, 
fee-fi folks. Now get in the back of the fucking truck. And <laughs> it's the movie was hysterical. It's so funny. They have this zombie friend who, and he's really like slow, stupid, mm-hmm. and it's just wonderful. And then the, I think one of my personal favorites. Uh, I don't know if you've seen Dead Snow. Yeah, oh, yeah. I so love Dead Snow. Dead Snow's <laughs> it's a Norwegian film, and the first one is not in English. It's right. Subtitles, right. and it's this um, oh, thank you. this group of uh, group of friends, and they're up in the mountains, and it's. Nazis, <clears throat> Nazi, Nazi zombies. zombies. I think I heard about that. Yeah. I think the, I did hear about the that. The first one's good. It's great. The second one but, was not that great. Oh, no, no, no. See, we're going to disagree here. The second one. Red versus dead. The second one. was the Russian um, army, right? love the second one. Because the second one's in English. And the guy at the end of the first movie, he gets his arm chopped off. And uh, at the very end, the, the zombie's there or whatever. And beginning of the next one we pick up right there and he's on the, the zombies on the edge of the car grabbing him so he takes off down the road driving and a semi hits the zombie and the zombie arm falls off in the thing and he wakes in the truck and he wakes up in the hospital and they reattach the zombie arm to him to his arm. <laughs> so he can't control it so there's this little kid who's like he he's like, i'll give you chocolate if you let me out <laughs> so the kid's like bugging him and the arm's just going wild and it goes and throws the kid out the window and he's like oh so he looks out he looks down he's like oh god so he jumps down to go give him cpr and he goes and she pumps right through his chest and blood squirts everywhere and he's like trying to put the pieces of the kid's chest back it's so ridiculously gory that uh, like one person, they ripped open and grabbed intestines. Right. And they one walked this way, and the other walked this way, and they opened up their tank and they opened up the bus and they siphoned gas from the bus into the tank with the intestines. With the intestines, <laughs> and there's just so many ridiculous, gory kills. It's it's amazing, but but yeah, <laughs> and we're not opposed to gore. No, that was that that one. That's I mean, they're they're not zombies in the <clears throat> sense like they don't eat people. But but it not I mean Nazi zombie it's it's hilarious it's a great it's a weird movie. concept I love zombies but um I can't do zombies I, I mean it's just I just don't see how a story gets built through like zombie yeah, movies I'm, I'm not a big fan I, I mean it, the thing with zombie movies is they're pretty much all the same yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, you, get, you get a virus turns you into a zombie you eat people and people shoot you in the head and kill you like yep. that's yeah, every zombie movie, every and there's no. That's why I like. There. That's why I I enjoyed the battery because it was a little different. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was more again a buddy movie than yeah, just the normal run of the mill zombie thing. Uh, Train to Busan was pretty good. Yeah, that's how that, that was a good that one. Was a good one. Um, Zombievers. Oh yeah, I like Zombievers. <laughs> well, some of these movies you gotta maybe. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Um. But I know you mentioned this earlier, but uh, Scream Five is coming out, and uh, I'm really excited. I'm a huge Scream fan. I love fan. Scream too. So uh, my, you think, you think Hayden's coming back? Like Wes Craven originally wanted to do. I really hope so because I think she. I mean, so Scream Four I think was a lot better than Three. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Um, okay, without a doubt. I think I think there were a few things that made Scream Four kind of cringe, like. If you watch the bonus features on the original Scream, yeah, uh, when when Henry Winkler is dying, um, Wes Craven has a line, and excuse me, no, Wes Craven has a line in the 
the commentary where he says, you know, death should never be funny. And I think he forgot his own rule. Mm -hmm. And in Scream 4, I feel like there was a few things that if they if it didn't happen, I think it would have been a much better film. And it's little things, but um But but do you think in four they were trying to evolve and change everything, change mm -hmm. the rules because it was past the trilogy. So I think that would have been a different other than the other than the Drew Barrymore opening scene in the first one. Yeah. I think Screen Four had the best Opening. scene mm. no not opening the best scene of any of them with and Olivia. when they're across the street oh yeah Shaun of the and the girl you're getting killed <laughs> and he pull throws her out of the window yeah. oh yeah and it pulls her back in yeah and blood is like everywhere, everywhere. Oh, yeah. like that scene mm. sticks out in my brain when when i think of scream i think of the drew barrymore scene yep. and i think of that scene. yeah well the i mean the drew barrymore opening is well, worth, the Olivia scene, she has her well, guts out when yeah, they find her. Yeah. Like, she's all, yeah. Yeah, I that, mean, you got to remember, Drew Barrymore at the time was a the biggest huge star. Oh, yeah. Star. Oh, yeah. Like, she was in everything. Mm -hmm. oh, and yeah. they killed her off in the first 10 minutes of the movie. Oh, yeah. And everybody was just like, what? Yeah. Like, holy crap. A lot, a lot of people compare it to um, Psycho, where they killed oh, yeah. uh, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's mom. I can't remember. Yeah, Janet, um, Janet, Janet Lee. Lee. Where they killed her off yeah, really early. Thing. She was a big star. Kevin Williamson, when. When he made Scream, had it envisioned for it to be a big star. He just couldn't right. believe it was going to be Drew Barrymore. Yeah, and I think just that. Well, wasn't it Drew, her, Drew Barrymore's idea yes. to put her in the put put herself yeah. in the beginning? Right. Yeah, and I think a lot of it also had to do with her filming schedule. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But, she just couldn't commit to a full film. But I, there, so I I, I couldn't I, imagine her in Nev Campbell's role though. Like, no, I, no, I don't think no she could have did that role. No, no way. And, not, you not know, even a little bit. They. I, I think people these days, I, I think, take Scream for granted. They for just forget how revolutionary. Well, it was. you got to understand, the slasher genre was dead. dead. Yeah, it was completely. Yeah, he revitalized it, it in '96. And I like, was a huge. I mean, yeah. I grew up in the '80s, so that was like yeah. my genre was '80s slashers. Yep. And the genre was dead. Like there was nothing being put out. Yep. And then, which is shocking because. A lot, a lot of stuff that was going on. And like, then I remember, I remember, I took, I, I was with um, my wife at the time and my buddy Rich and his wife, and we went and saw Scream, and I didn't really expect much of it. And yeah. after that opening scene, mm -hmm. I looked at him and I was like, "Holy shit, yeah, we're in for a ride!" Like, wow. <laughs> you know? Oh yeah. And that movie. Brought the genre back, uh -huh. and then after that, I mean, it was horror movie but, after but, horror but, movie. But then everyone wanted to do a whodunit. Yeah, right. everyone wanted to right. do a whodunit. Well, you know, and I think I think that people forget just how amazing it was because now we're so desensitized with you know Saw and all those all right. grotesque all torture gore. But I, I I can't stand the torture gore. Yeah. Like hostile, I can't do it. Like yeah, it's like it's, it's not yeah, like, I like those movies. well. I don't like watching killing just for killing. I like right. for a reason. Like saw, like, like the first saw was motive. amazing with him coming right. off the floor. Yeah, but but scream, like we have to remember <clears throat> that not only did they kill the biggest star in the first fifteen minutes, but like it's legitimately terrifying. Yeah, right? yeah. And and the whole the whole twist with the two killers and the voice changer. Right. Spoiler and, alert. Well, it's been <laughs> well, you haven't seen scream now. Twenty five years. <laughs> but I mean, so. We've just met, but my top three, the top four, Jurassic Park, Jaws, Scream, Birdcage. And everyone says Birdcage is so out Birdcage of the but it's really a fun. great movie. But but Scream was just, it was amazing. And when I saw Scream 4, 
I was just I was really happy overall. But mm. I here's what I would have done a little different. When the cop gets stabbed in the head, you know, the first cop gets stabbed in the back and he's dead immediately, which is fine. It could have hit the heart, whatever. I didn't have a problem with the guy fighting and trying to struggle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't have a problem with that at all because it's realistic. Uh, you don't mm. necessarily just die. But the fuck Bruce, F Bruce Willis line, mm. it was just like, yeah, not, it wasn't needed. Right. And but, that's what that's literally what happened to the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise. Like the first movie was so amazing. Yeah. Well, the and second one more literally than... every movie after that was Awesome. I don't know. I love three. Because three is my favorite. Everybody loves three. I, I love don't know three. why. It's fucking terrible. But well, because the with, the, with the puppet. Yeah. 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 Welcome to prime time, bitch. Like, well, it, well, because it's so meta. It's, it's because meta. Freddy Krueger was terrifying in the first one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And became a comedian from two mm-hmm. on. And I liked the scary Freddy as opposed to funny Freddy. Yeah. And it just, I tried watching those movies again a few months ago i was like all right i'm gonna start with one and go through them all yeah I did and a i ago. couldn't i couldn't get past four I, like I, well I, four I is like, terrifying four and five i thought new nightmare was really good yeah though. actually the one where um like it where it was like back. real life yeah heather lang new nightmare yeah mm-hmm. that one was actually good i yeah. think that was really but good I think the rest of them were so really bad and west craven was in it yeah right. and they were so bad and i was just talking to my son yesterday about the slasher movies you know friday the 13th and Halloween and Nightmare on Elm Street. Like, I think as a, a whole franchise, the Friday the 13th pretty much stayed true to the slasher genre. Yeah. It's basically Jason. It's the same story. Every, yeah. Every yeah. movie. Yeah. Okay. And that's what we want to see. Like, right. I want to see, if I'm going to see Jason Voorhees, I want to see, see him slicing peppers. people up. Okay. <laughs> I don't peppers. care about the story. And that's all I want to see. So, so how do you, what do you think about the 2011 remake? What'd Actually, th- I thought it was really good. I it was 2009. Really good. Was it, oh, the nine. Yeah, 2009. Yeah. All I, I, you know what I thought about that? I, I loved thought, it. I thought the tits were stupendous. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they took, like, <laughs> and that's what they did. They took all the movies and made it into like one movie. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, that was yeah. cool. You know, I thought they did a great job. I, uh, yeah, me too. But and, if you think the Halloween franchise after the second one, the Jamie Lee Curtis one, yeah. after the second one, um, again they started. They brought in the little girl and she became possessed see, by Michael Myers and all this crap. I didn't mind four. I like four and five. And five, I'm like five. I, I just think the end. They, six was. Terrible. I think at the end but of the five thing is, is like you don't need a story. No, no. I want to watch Michael Myers cutting people's faces yeah. off. I mean, yeah. that's what I want to see. Yeah. And the same thing with the Nightmare on Elm Street. They became, they got funny and they started bringing all these like dream warriors and yeah. all this shit to fight them. And it, like, come on. I want to see well, Freddy Krueger with his fingernails slicing people's guts yes. out. You know? And, yeah. and, and, you know, and then like with Scream, like Scream 4, like there was that line. There was the, he's the, the dude's getting stabbed. He goes, oh, I'm gay. I'm gay. If it helps. It's like, Right. It just yeah. wasn't needed. Just and dumb then, one-liners that aren't needed. Like, those things right there, take those out, and I like it. Right. I mean, it's not that I didn't like but those didn't need to happen. And then the end, it was just like, where – you're in a hospital. Where is everybody? Right. Like, <laughs> the, you couldn't have done something that had – like, that gave a reason why everyone was gone. Right, right. But, um, you know, overall, like, I think Scream 4 might – it's kind of a toss up. Scream two, I think, was good. Yeah, Scream two. Scream, I think Scream, Scream two yeah. had a lot of uh, stars in it. Mm-hmm. Like the yeah, at the time, you know. Mickey was uh, what's his name? Um, I can't think. Uh, from Crazies. And... Uh, oh, it was uh, Josh Duhamel. No, no, no. no, no. no. Um, Crazies. No. Yeah, uh, he was in. 
It's not Josh Jamel. Oh, it's not Josh Jamel. I get the guy, him and Josh Jamel mixed up all the time. I can't think of his name. I can't think of his name either. I can't believe But it. I watched that Josh Jamel in a movie last night. Like, um, Drinking, or no, was it Buddy Games? Have you guys seen that movie, Buddy mm-hmm. Games? It, Josh Jamel, pre, this is his first directorial okay. debut. Timothy Ol- Ol- Oliphant. Timothy yeah. Oliphant. Yeah, yeah, I get him and Josh Jamel mixed up all Leif the time. Shriver. Yeah. Yeah, I love Lee Schreiber. Yeah, um, that has I like him in uh, Ray Donovan. Was it Portia de Rossi in that and mm-hmm. um, Hayden Pantier, right? No, she, in that one or is she thirty? She was in. She was a four. Yeah. Oh, she was a four. Yeah. Four only. And yeah. then uh, uh, the the one that played uh, the boyfriend of the ex boyfriend of uh, 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 Emma Roberts. Uh, I can't remember his name, but he Nick 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 Nico Nico something. He's know. in a uh, uh, world beyond Walking Dead now. Okay. Uh, but but no um, I think that um, we're still talking about the second one. No, that was the fourth one. Yeah. But uh, you know, like the second one, like having uh, uh, Billy's mom. Yeah. Oh, Sarah Michelle Gellar was in the second. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 She died in. Uh, I know. Omega Beta Zeta. Omega Beta Zeta. She did that at Core. She was in the Grudge. She was in. Well, yeah. The, the, uh, I think. Buffy. I, mean, I know she was Buffy. Summer. She was in. I did what you, I know what you did yeah. last summer. Yep. This was. Which I just that time revisited those a few months They're ago. They're awful. Did not hold up. Did you watch <laughs> the? I know what you did last. Uh, summer. Did you? I, I don't. I remember if it was three or four. Like it was terrible. Where it happened in the middle. Oh, it's bad. What are you talking about? Um, I know what you did last time. They made a third one. Yeah, the I, I third one. That's the one where like, they went to the camp, right? Where they got a want a trip to an island. That's no, the that's the second one. one. That's the third one. Yeah, one they're at an amusement park. Who in the it? middle who's of the it? United States? There's no bay. There's nobody. Actually, no. There, there is somebody in there. I just can't think of her name. It's one female. She's actually known, but before uh, she's past her time. But it was. I know what you did last time. Yeah. Was that um. It, it, it was in the middle of nowhere, nowhere near a bay, nowhere – like this is a fisherman in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> like what are you doing? Well, the second one um, had Brandy. Yes. And um, – uh, God, what's the – is that Mackay? Mackay Pfeiffer. Mackay Pfeiffer, yeah. Yeah. And uh, – Jack Black was in that one. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Jack. <laughs> oh, He's the pothead in that uh, – it was um, a, yeah, the Jamaican bond. But uh, you know, it was okay. But I so Sarah Michelle Geller or not Sarah? I'm oh, sorry. Uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt. I was in. Love. I still have. I dude. I've I've had a crush on her since oh, she was 12 years old. She had the best nah, boobies. Yeah. Ever in 1998. Uh, yeah. God, I think she yeah. kicked me into puberty. See, I watched her since she was a kid on the Disney Channel. Yeah. Well, she was on Party of Five also. Well, yeah, yeah, five. yeah, but Kids Incorporated she was in. Yeah. Like they want to live and everybody wants to love. Like they want to Yeah, she's live. on. You ever watch that 911 show? That yeah, she's on? she's yes. Yeah, she's on that. I haven't seen it, but yeah, I know she, what you're talking about. And then Ghost Whisperer show, I'm just uh, she, uh, but this is the first scream that doesn't gonna it's not gonna have Wes Craven. Yeah. But uh, which I, is why I'm curious if they're, they're gonna bring back Hayden because he originally wanted to bring her back. For the I mean, I, I'm trying. I haven't seen anything, but maybe they're keeping it a secret. But, well, yeah, they, they probably are. Like Marvel does that too. Someone, like even with the listings. Someone asked me the other day, would you if you if you could pick, would you rather be the lead in a Jurassic Park film or would you rather be the killer in Scream? Killer. And, it, yeah, I mean, as much as I love Jurassic Park, I would love to be a no killer question. in Scream. Absolutely. I, I, like, I want to be a killer in any movie. And that's the other thing about Scream. It, it brought another iconic killer. I mean, you got oh, yeah. Ghostface 5. Yeah. And, yep. <clears throat> oh, yeah. 
I have I've I have the voice changer. Oh, really? I have I've had three because I'm losing them or breaking them. I still have the costume somewhere. Yeah, I have some couple masks, but that's I I told him I really want to do a scream short. Yeah, like uh, it would just because I mean I'm, I'm never gonna be a scream killer because you know I don't even know how to do an audition, but right. I mean I I've recreated some of the the lines and stuff and and i i, I just i think it would be a whole have lot you watched thing. the new uh well not new the fan-made uh friday the 13th the oh yeah ne- never hike good. alone and the what's the other no, one i watched the fan-made scream there's a couple of really good yeah ones. i saw there's a couple of really good ones and some bad ones too but yeah there's one on youtube it's um i, don't wanna do it, I think it's ghostface verse somebody I, 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 I can't remember oh who. um it, it's fan-made it's i mean yes. if they had a better camera it would look good but yeah. it their, their camera was garbage. Oh, I I just I so badly <clears throat> want to, because uh, you know the first one. I mean, it was if you notice like a lot of those old, um, a lot of those old uh, slasher flicks introduced a lot of really famous people. Uh, Kevin Bacon. Oh yeah. Was in oh, yeah. Friday the Thirteenth. Uh-huh. That's where everybody got their start. Uh, oh, yeah. Branch was in Leprechaun. Yep. Yep. Um, Johnny Depp was in. Tom Hanks right was in. Um, or uh, George Clooney the, the was neighbor, in Return neighbor, to Horror High. The Neighbors movie, uh, the 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 Berg Bergs Berg uh, Burbs. Oh, the Burbs. That was Tom Hanks. Yeah, that was Tom Hanks. Yeah, well, he said Tom Hanks. Well, no, he was in uh, he was in uh, a. No, he was in a movie called. There <laughs> was a movie called. I can't remember. But don't uh, get old. Scream. I used to be able to just like bang, bang, bang. Now I can't scream, remember scream. anything. Yeah, but also the movies are getting a lot. There's a lot more movies now than there was. Yeah, true. <laughs> scream didn't really Later, introduce uh, anybody, did they? Scream introduced anybody? Um, well, Matthew Lillard. Uh, he, but yeah, but he was he was in Hackers and SSC well, Punk. Yeah, but this, those were the same character. <laughs> yeah. Well, he skied Ulrich, but he vanished right after. Scream. Yeah, yeah. yeah he did. Well, so <laughs> oh, because everyone thought he was just Johnny Depp, like. Matthew Lillard's scream character. He knows you're alone. That's <laughs> Matthew oh. Lillard's scream character really molded my personality as a kid. Not the psycho killer portion of it, but that hyper, like, right. ah, you know, that, that was in fourth grade, fifth grade. That was me. And my movie knowledge <clears> is like, everyone always used to say I'm a combination of Randy and, 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 uh, Stu. Was that one of Jamie Kennedy's first roles too? Yeah, well, he did. Um, he did Romeo and Juliet in '96, also. Same year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's um, funny. I was just watching a before I came here. I was watching a documentary on uh, Netflix called The Last Blockbuster. Yep. Actually, I just I was gonna watch that. And Jamie too. Kennedy got his start as the Blockbuster Entertainment crew. What? And they were like four people. That uh, the other the other person that was famous that was in it is Jim Gaffigan, and he's got his start there too. Wow. And there were like four guys and they would go visit blockbusters and put on promotions and all this shit. And Jamie Kennedy was like, I made like $99,000 that year. And it sprung me into all these other acting gigs after that. Oh, wow. And, you know, then he became the screen guy. He he got old. (laughs) Well, so I saw him. I saw him. He was doing action movies. I saw him. Well, he just he's in the Tremors movies now. And? They're terrible. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the first, the first two Tremors movies, amazing. Right. The second one was straight to DVD or VHS, and it's considered the best straight to DVD, straight right. to VHS movie of all time because it was really good. Yeah. What's bad about it is it's uh in the Blu-ray age and it went straight to VHS. <laughs> <laughs> 
There's a problem. Well, no, I'm talking about Tremors too, though. Yeah. 1996. Yeah, but uh, but no. So the first two are amazing. The third one was okay, but it uh, it's mostly nostalgia. Like the ass blasters, I thought it was a stupid idea. Right. But fourth fourth one was where they went back like to the old west. That was all right. But five, six, awful. Seven was better. Wait, than... there was this many tremors? In this? Oh, yeah. oh yes. man. Five and six were horrendous. Seven was better than those, but still not good. Right. Um, but the, I mean, they they actually, um, Kevin Bacon shot uh, a trailer or not a trailer. Oh yeah, Kevin Bacon pilot. in Friday Thirteen. Yeah, I was just saying. I didn't. I wasn't listening. Uh, he uh, he did a pilot for uh, a, a, a Tremors show, uh, and no, and they didn't pick it up. Oh, and it's well, like, yeah. they every, you know, I'm on one of the Tremors pages on Facebook. Nah, we're going to make Tremors 12. Yeah, well, <laughs> every, everyone on Facebook, nah, I mean, guys, spoilers. If you haven't seen Tremors 7 and you want to, I'm about to say a spoiler <laughs> don't. in 3, 2, 1. So, at the end, Bert dies. No! <laughs> Damn it. Bert, uh, and everyone's like, oh, I hope he's not dead. I'm like, listen, I hope he's dead. Because it was a beautiful send-off. He's 73 years old. Right. If they're going to make more Tremors movies, what I would like to see is it done right. I'd ra- I, you know, If you're going to do it, do a reboot where you have a good budget. If you're going to bring back people, bring back Kevin Bacon and bring back the original cast. Right. And, and, and pre- you know like they do with a lot of the movies. Where yeah, they, where they where eliminate they, yes. two through One eight and two and are again. fine. That's what they do with Halloween. A- everything yeah. after two. Which I'm, I'm not opposed to. Like that. Ignore everything after two. The no. Halloween franchise. I cannot awesome. wait for Halloween to come out. Cannot yeah. wait. The new one. Oh yeah. I mean that's my Halloween favorite. Kills, the last one of all time. My Halloween part. one is my favorite yeah. horror movie of all time. Mine too. Just because. Well, that and Psycho for me. The way yeah. it was made, the way they did things, like it's just so good. Oh yeah. And well, that's uh, how music. we make movies now. The, well, mu- well, the music yeah. made everything. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You watch if you watch those scenes without music, it's. Not just good. a picture of a house, right? You know, um, yeah. It's... Jamie Lee Curtis was the scream queen. Well, if you want to watch Halloween without the music, watch Rob Zombie's Halloween too. Oh, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> I didn't. You and know, that'll tell you how bad. I didn't. I mean, the I Halloween hate movie. Rob Zombie so much. I dude. don't hate Rob Zombie. So I like. I like house a lot of his stuff, corpses. and I don't like. I like his music videos. Right. That's it. I like his music too. Well, uh, I just he's saw him horrible live a couple though. years ago, really? dude. Yeah. You know what? I've heard so many people say that. I saw him two years ago at Rockville. Fucking amazing. Like, his he, show was awesome. Well, the show itself, like, seems like it would be fun. But if you listen... If it you sounded just, good. Like, it if, was if you watch on really YouTube, good. If you watch on YouTube, he's like, Dude, I am the... Dig into the... Knuckle crack the 21. He's like, he's so out of See, breath. He wasn't like that, man. Like, I've I've heard that from many people saying well, how bad sick. he was live, and I saw him and my son too, and we were like, "Dude, that was a great show! I, like he was awesome." I think also that when you're live, it sounds just sounds better. Yeah. Because you know, like I saw I saw Guns and Roses with the original, most of the original, like Slash and everything in 2016, and I saw them with Metallica in 1990. Oh man! So you saw them, and I saw them in 1988 with Soundgarden. I was born in 88. That Metallica show was. Wow, you were born in 88? Yeah. Yeah, I was in Orlando Citrus Bowl. Metallica. It was Metallica, Guns N' Roses, and Faith No More. Yeah, because when I saw, I'm gonna tell you, 
That was a great show. Axel huh. sounded oh, amazing. Dude. Axel he Rose back good. in the day was oh, I would have incredible. Loved, I would have loved. He to would hear do that. He would do this. Um, they did two things. Like they would play all their songs, and then Slash would come out, and he would play the Godfather on his guitar, mm. the Godfather theme, and then Axel would come out, and he would do this acapella. I don't know how he did this, but it was like a, like he would, his voice would literally shake as he's singing these high notes. It was the most incredible thing I've ever heard. And he would do that each show, and he would do this 30-second acapella thing, and it blew you away. Now, his voice is not good. Well, <laughs> like, something happened to him over the years, and he just, he can't sing anymore. There's two actual <laughs> roses right now. There's Mickey Mouse, Axl Rose, right. and then there's when he's really trying. Right. And you can tell, like, when I saw him, because there, people were saying in, like, 2012, 2014, he was really bad. Yeah. And then 2016, when we saw him, he went through a stretch of about two years where he was amazing. Right. And it's, I think it, it really just depends. He was on, lip syncing. <laughs> <laughs> it really just depends, I think, because on on if he wants to really be good right, or not because right. he and that's know, the thing with him man like that i feel like we got ripped off of so much good music because they were all junkies mm. and couldn't get the shit oh, together yeah. and oh, yeah. hated each other and it's a shame because appetite of destruct for destruction yeah. and use your illusion those were freaking epic albums and it's a shame that that happened to them and they just kind of Failed. Well, well, music in general was fueled by drugs and alcohol. Uh, in the I'm just, 70s I'm just and 80s. happy that I saw them at their like they were. I would at have the loved peak of their it. careers. Oh yeah, I would have loved were, that too. I would give so anything good. to have heard Axel on this. So time. good. But I'm gonna tell you, he did. He sounded phenomenal that night. Really. And the only thing that's like, like, I saw there was one he, in 2006. He did rock, rock, and AM. Rock. Uh, I, I don't know if it's AM or AM. But it, anyway, it's it's rocket rock and ring rock am ring or some no idea crap like that. What, it, it like, what is it a show a movie? What? It's just it's a concert. It's oh. called. But he did the best 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 live Welcome to the Jungle I've ever heard him do. And he looked like and this is 2006. He, he had corn rolls in his hair, but yeah. he looked like he was in great shape. Right. And he did this um, at the beginning. He goes, you know where the you are, uh, and he went. Uh, I don't know. He goes, you know where the you are at 52 seconds straight, one breath. The guy was incredible. And then when he Amazing hits the voice. like the original, uh, the the original way they did the song, it, it was like you're gonna die. But then later years, it, they added a da, 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 like dr an extra drum beat in mm -hmm. it, so it's longer. And in this one, he hit the thing I'll, I'll show you guys after yeah uh, that was the other thing you said he was in great shape like when i saw them live back then dude all over the stage oh, just yeah. running laps and yeah. laps and mm -hmm. laps and he'd climb things and you yeah. know he'd climb a thing over here and then climb on this one running upstairs well, like it was crazy yeah, he was probably and he did it pounds, and he didn't like also on... you know he wasn't out of breath <laughs> doing all this like he could still hit his notes and they were they were incredible live and Metallica. I mean, that was when the Black album just came out mm -hmm. when they toured together, and they were phenomenal too. I mean, that show probably the best show I've been to in my life. I've been to a lot of concerts, and that one was probably 
definitely top five. I mean, it was. See, phenomenal. I haven't been to a concert since like oh three or four. Well, for for me, when I listen to "Welcome to the Jungle," I don't care about anything else. When he says that, you know, you know where you are, mm-hmm. you're in the jungle, you're gonna die. If he doesn't do it, that you're gonna die the whole way. Right. I get angry. Yeah. <laughs> I hate when he cuts because I know at the beginning of the song he goes. He wants closure. Right? That's what you he want. Goes, you want closure. You go thirty <laughs> seconds straight at the beginning of the song. Huh? Like you can do. You're gonna die all the way. Right. But um, no, he was. These I mean, guys can't hit their notes though, man. No. When they get older, I, I just saw the Colt. Well, your vocal cords get tight. They, they're not. They don't get as loose as they used to. Right. I just saw the Colt, the same show with uh, Rob Zombie, and that guy was famous for those high. Those high yeah. notes, mm-hmm. and he was like cutting his voice off, like he couldn't yeah. hit him. Well, look at Mariah like, Carey, dude, look, just stop touring. Yeah. Have you heard Mariah Carey? Like, no. her, she can't do any of those no. notes anymore. Like, not even. It's like there's got to be a point where it's like, all right, just stop. You're like ruining your legacy. Your legacy. Um, and, uh, but Paradise City was last, and they had this massive fireworks show at it, and Slash doing the song. I mean, it was, it was. I mean, I haven't been to as many concerts as you, but hands down, the best concert I've ever been to. Uh, Disturbed was really good, too. I saw Disturbed in, I was 18, uh, at Janus Landing, and they walked, like, right in front of me. And I was like, oh, shit, it's Disturbed. (laughs) But they were really good. Um, I really want to see, I really wanted to see Tom Petty, and I had a chance to... In like 08, he was coming to town, but I worked at a restaurant at the time. So, you know, winter was slow season. I didn't have extra money. And it was in like November and it was $150 and I just couldn't afford it. So I didn't get to go. And now I'll never get to go. Right. And I was raised on Pet Benatar, like my mom. Um, The year, well, when um Chester died, I had tickets mm-hmm. to the, the Lincoln Park uh, reunion. Dude, was... you want to know? So I had waited for the Prodigy. To yeah. tour in the United States, they always toured in Europe, and I was like huge Prodigy fan, and they were on my bucket list to see. Yeah, so they're coming to Rockville, the Rob Zombie show. They're coming to Rockville, so I'm like, holy shit, I'm gonna get to see them. Buy tickets, take yeah. my kid. Two weeks before the show, yeah. Keith Flint kills himself. Uh. And Prodigy is not coming to the show, and they replaced him with the Crystal Method, which was cool. But that I was sucks. so jacked to see them because I had been wanting to see them for like 20 years, yeah. and they just never come here. And finally, and I'm like, dude, you couldn't wait like three weeks. <laughs> yeah, well, well, that's not to I, be insensitive. Yeah, yeah but, but well, like, still, come like, on. Like I, I've never seen Lincoln Park live, and I hear yeah, I they saw are them there. They were really good. I, I hear they're amazing yeah, live. They're really good. That's but best live bands I've seen, uh, Slipknot, they always put on an amazing say, show. They put a fantastic show on. I want to see them. So I've seen bad. them probably five times. That, like, that's, they're, my, that's my. They're next an awesome one. show. That's my next one. Uh, I saw Blink. Man. I saw Blink System of a Down. <laughs> I saw System of a Down. Uh, eighteen years ago, nineteen years ago, yeah, it was probably about eighteen years ago, and they were phenomenal. Never yeah. came back. I would see them every time they came. Never the, came. Back. Green Day was my favorite. Probably Green Day was my favorite show. Rise Against. Oh, yeah. Dude, I love Rise Against. Rise Against is so good. I've seen them probably six or seven yeah. times. 
I've seen them many they're times. They're such a they they're so good. They're such great performers and all their songs are great. Like every album, every song is so good. Slipknot is definitely underrated. My, but my, yeah, Slipknot's fun. They they put I, on a really I want to cool see show. them really good. But uh, I was I was raised with my mom like on Pat Benatar. So oh, yeah. I love Pat Benatar. And in 2009, I think it was, she was playing after a Rays game. So all you got to do is go buy a $20 right. ticket, to see the game. So I was like, hell yeah. But I just started working for this one wrestling company in Orlando, and they were giving me a push, like where they were featuring me. Mm-hmm. And it was the first company that really featured me, and I tried calling out, and he's like, oh, blah, 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 give me a guilt trip. So I, I didn't get to go. Oh, that's okay. And But Slipknot, I really want to see. And then um, – there was one concert that I it was like ten bucks, and I really, really regret not going. And it was um, uh, Fogarty, uh, uh, like CCR. Oh. Uh, John John Fogarty. John Fogarty. Yeah, yeah. And uh, ZZ Top. It was ten bucks, and I didn't right. go. I'm like, oh, why? Why didn't <laughs> I go? Take ten minutes down the road from my house. Because I love uh, you know, Bad Moon Rising and right. Put Me in Coach, and yeah. I, I love. I love, uh, you know, Tush, Sharp Dressed Man. Mm-hmm. I mean, my dad raised me on that stuff. But I, I would say Slipknot, and I would love to see System. Yeah, so, System. dude, I want to see System again. But they're I don't know what they're doing, but they don't make music anymore, and they don't tour, and it's like – and then they'll pop up like, hey, we're playing in Chicago for one day only. You know, like, <laughs> why don't you guys tour? You'll make a fortune. I was watching well, – um, tours are They were awesome. I saw them at USF, and it was like – 20 bucks or something. Yeah. It was right when Toxicity came out. <clears throat> like I said, we got to think how crazy. That was my the, eighth grade. The, uh, the guy that plays uh, guitar, he's like Darren? psycho. Like there's something Darren. wrong with that guy. Yeah, yeah. So like, they're playing and he dove into the crowd and he's crowd surfing while he's playing guitar. <laughs> it was insane. It was insane. Yeah, he's, so they sounded great too. Um, like, I, I was watching a documentary a few months ago uh, of uh, Shannon Hoon mm-hmm. from Blind Melon. Because, yeah, you know, everyone knows uh, No the Rain. rain. Yeah. Oh, like, so that's probably like their worst song, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> but, well, but it was the most pushed song, <laughs> right. too. It was, yeah. But I, I didn't – there's a documentary. The video was so a weird, documentary too. just came out. I didn't realize, like, this dude – okay, now keep in mind, guys. Like, this is 1990 to 1995. Right. This dude recorded everything. I mean, for not having the capabilities that we have today, cell phones, he has like 150 hours of – so they did an hour and a half documentary of him filming just everything. And like I remember watching a documentary on him in 2001 and just being like really sad because it's such a sad story. Oh, yeah. But this one really hit me because like when I was a kid looking at him, like this is some old dude. But he was 20, like now I'm 33, yeah. so he was 28, and he was just a kid, man. Yeah. And all these guys, Lane Staley, yeah. Kurt Cobain, I mean, and they all died. The last Lane. footage that he filmed was he set, he set his camera up in his hotel room and filmed him talking to his girlfriend. And his, his, uh, his girlfriend and the baby were on the tour bus with him. He was staying, he was doing good, he was staying clean. They flew home. And they went to L.A. and he scored in L.A. and did coke from L.A. to Texas, from Texas to New Orleans. The footage, the footage there was him on the phone with his girlfriend in the hotel in New Orleans. They said he left for a couple hours and went. They don't know what he did, where he went. He came back, went to sleep in his bunk, and then never woke up. 
he had a Jeez. heart heart attack from from cocaine. That's crazy. And it's um, like all those grunge guys were just junkies, but yeah. they were so talented, man. Like his their lyrics and his voice was amazing. Yeah. The only one left is Eddie Vedder, right? Like, yeah. Is there any of those French yeah. guys left? I like the uh, Alice in Chains was my favorite. Um, I love Wood. They were so good, man. Like, yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah, no Dirt. Me. When Dirt came out, I, I had that thing on repeat. I think everyone had a grunge phase, though. I think everyone had a grunge phase with the clothing wise. Um, but but Blind Melon, there was uh, the song Soup. I am just I love that song and it's like there's so many songs I mean I like No Rain but like all the other stuff is not gonna be it's not radio right right you know? it's not radio but if you haven't heard Soup it's so freaking good see I think after Nirvana and you know Kurt died I think I went to my hip hop phase I, yeah, I went yeah. straight to my hip hop phase but I went I think straight to Fuji's like right from there like <laughs> I bought the score and that was it that was all hip hop Tupac Biggie like from there well, I, after i watched after i watched that documentary i was like on a documentary kick i watched a lot from janice joplin you watch lifetime too yeah television foreman yeah. well you know john stamos and Lori lot are like everything <laughs> <laughs> but uh but no so I, I i was like on a documentary kick so i watched some janice joplin stuff and what a freaking amazing woman and she was just uh and i there was a few weird things about her overdose but because they said that she took it, went to go get cigarettes, came back, but the amount that she took should have killed her immediately. So they're like, right. but what they think she did was instead of popping it in her vein, they she did it uh like in the skin under the skin. Oh, so awesome. it takes a while to kick. So the guy she gets, the dealer she gets stuff from, has a chemist as a friend who would test all of the stuff that he got to see how strong it was, to see how much he needed to cut it. And, you know, which, I mean, if you're, you know, for as far as drug dealers go, that's a pretty good, you know, safe way to be doing things, but checking it out. But his chemist friend was out of town, so instead of losing out on the money, he just sold it. Mm. And I guess that normal hair, I, I know nothing about heroin. potent, I guess. Normal heroin, I guess, is like 1% to 2% pure or something like that. And this <gasps> and her, the stuff that killed her was 40% pure. And it killed like 13 people. And it's just sad, man. Like, you know, people get into this stuff. And yeah. I mean, drugs are responsible for some amazing things. Oh, my God. Think but, of all the people that, that, all the talent that has killed over the years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What would. John Belushi. Uh, Chris Farley. Chris Farley. Oh, God, I love Farley. I mean, it's crazy. What, what do you think? What was the most tragic star loss for you guys in your lives because like i you know i don't know them so i feel like keith one of the prodigy mm-hmm. robin, <laughs> robin williams i i just to this day like robin williams that was heartbreaking yeah. especially once you found out like everything that's going on with the louis body dementia and, and i think chester was up there too mm-hmm. Chester was him and there. Cornell like right couple months apart. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I think the I think one... they were all tied to Jeffrey Epstein, weren't they? Ah, conspiracy yeah. theories. One of the first, <laughs> one of the first uh, deaths that I remember that really made me sad. When I was young. Was Farley. Yeah. Because I was, was I was only uh, nine or ten maybe, yeah. and and it was just I mean it it's such it was like tommy boy was 95 and he died in 97 so that short period of time he went from doing really good to just you know 
horrible. He was a mess. I met his brother. Um, he, he does stand up stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I met him, and he's, I mean, he's good. He just reminds me of his brother. Yeah, like, I've seen just, him. Yeah. It's funny. Uh, I was watching Howard Stern a couple weeks ago, and David Spade was, say, was yeah. on, and uh, so David Spade told a story that when they were at Saturday Night Live, <laughs> the, the Playboy, the Playboy yep. model, yeah. So uh, David Spade was dating a Playboy centerfold at the time. Really? <laughs> yeah. And, oh, dude. I, I saw Dave, I went to uh, Vegas. Let's talk about David Spade here. Yeah, I went to Vegas and saw U2 in concert and in Vegas, and we're sitting in the Hard Rock eating dinner, and David Spade walks in. You should see the girl he was with. Like he's like really short and real oh, yeah. goofy, Five, and this girl was like six foot blonde, like totally out of a Playboy magazine. Like it was incredible. So anyway, David Spade was dating a, a centerfold at the time, and um, so. Chris Farley, they walk into the meeting, and Chris Farley's like, hey, David, did you look at your desk? And he's like, yeah, I was just in there. What are you talking about? He's like, no, go look in your desk. Go look in your office at your desk. And so go David Spade, like, what the fuck? So he walks over, and he goes in his room, in his office, and <laughs> the Playboy centerfold of David Spade's wife or girlfriend is is open on his desk. And Farley oh, I heard jizzed. about this. Oh, I Farley heard about jizzed that. over <laughs> the thing. David Spade was like, "What the fuck, man?" And like, his impression <laughs> of him was hilarious. He's like, "I hate me, David." <laughs> Don't tell, please. My name is Matt Foley. I am 35 years old, and I live in a van down by the river. And you might be asking yourselves, kids, Matt, how can I get back on the right track? Oh man, Farley! You know there was Farley was the best. So right? many, so many things. Turn the camera a little bit. Which way? You hit it. To me. There you go. Not too much. There you go. Okay. So, uh, like there were so many things in the works for Farley when he died. I mean, Farley was supposed to be yeah. Shrek. And the sex's last movie was Wagons East. Like probably. No, no, that's um, Candy, wasn't it? No, that was um. Farley and uh, the guy from Friends. No, 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 um, yeah, but uh, no, no. That, oh, you're thinking, that's you're so thinking, bad. no, you're thinking of Almost Heroes. Uh, Almost Heroes. Yes, Almost Heroes. Yeah, with the eagle, the Ooh, greatest. So I forgot about the that. The greatest <laughs> overacted scene of all time is the eagle. He, he he has to get the egg of an eagle, otherwise he's gonna die. And he climbs this massive tree, and there's three eagles' eggs. And he goes, looks around, he goes, goes to grab the egg. Gah! <laughs> and oh my god, it was the greatest. I actually really liked that movie, really? but um, but he was supposed to be Shrek. Yeah, and it wouldn't have been. I mean, but imagine w- it wouldn't have been as good. It would have been different, but yeah. not because of Farley. Like they said, he was really good, but the story itself was kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they changed it all around for Mike Myers. Yeah. Well, Mike Myers did the whole movie, and then decided after it was done that he didn't like it and wanted to do it with Scottish accent. So they paid twenty million dollars to redo it. <laughs> But um, sounds like him. Yeah. But he wanted to do. Uh, they they were gonna. He was gonna be. They were gonna do Matt Foley, a Matt Foley movie. Uh, they were gonna do Shrek. Um, there was a couple other things in the works too. Well, uh, just just with all these people that just imagine the work that is not getting done because of sure. these tragic deaths. Like mm-hmm. even like there's something in the pipeline, but tragically, like we're never gonna hear these people again. Yeah, Robin right. Williams. Like I said, Robin Williams probably helped me in comedy altogether. Like yeah. I, I, everything I write in comedy is not based on him, but it's inspired, motivated, inspired yeah. from his 
comedic talents from way back in Mork and Mindy, like right. just from the beginning. Like, I mean, mm. drugs are just well, just like I just like I said, like my my number four is Birdcage. Yeah. And and when you look at my the type of movies I like, Jurassic Park, Jaws, Scream, Birdcage, it doesn't fit. Right. But it's such a fucking great movie. Yeah. Like Nathan Lane and Robin Williams together, other and uh, Hank Hank Azaria. Yeah. Oh my god. Agador Sparty? No, I'm gonna look like I can't say that word. He has a, <laughs> what are you giving him? What are purin tablets? It's aspirin with the A and the S of scraped off. Really an idea. I know. <laughs> but uh, no, so yeah, I've shown that movie to a hundred people. Yeah, I love and that movie. And everybody loves that movie. Yeah, and great. there's uh, what the director did was he would um, he would make them do one or two takes his way for the through the script and then he would let them improvise mm-hmm. and so much of it was oh i'm sure 80 percent of the movie oh yeah there, well there was a seat there was a part <laughs> well, robin where, williams is that uh, improv king yeah, yeah he's yeah. like oh, you yeah. can't there's no one can touch you can't, improv. No. you can't wrangle that guy no nope. well there was there was a scene where there uh hank azaria the the guy who played the son i don't know his name and um robin williams are in the kitchen and robin williams slips and falls like legitimately and they keep going, and he gets up, and he's like, he's like, no, no, we're fine. God damn you, God, put the God damn you, God. And everyone's everyone's like making these weird faces because they're trying not to laugh. And Robin right. Williams is definitely breaking, but they left it in the movie. And then he goes to walk out, and Hank Azaria's got shrimp, and he goes, fuck the shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever see Robin Williams on like a talk show? Like it was just, oh yeah, oh yeah, like the Robin Williams oh. Hour. He would just like go crazy for like a segment. And Did you watch the Inside the Actor Studio with Robin Williams? I don't think I saw that. Is that one. with uh, the guy with the, the, yeah, the, James the, Lipton. Yeah, yeah, he just the, died, didn't he? A great show. Yeah, he just died yeah. not too long ago. But that's that the, that episode was amazing. Yeah, like, it's a great show. He's I I don't think I saw the one with him. I just watched something with Robin Williams last night where he was on uh, Sesame Street, and he's talking to Elmo, and he's talking about how a stick be anything you want it to be. It could be a hockey stick. And he's showing all these things with your imagination. And he goes, goes but here, Elmo, I'm going to give it to you. And then Elmo goes, thanks, Mr. Will. Or no, wait, what? thanks, Mr. Robbins. And he goes, Mr. Robbins? Give me the stick back, Elmo. And he walks <laughs> off. And then the guy playing Elmo has got him sitting on a brick wall. And, and Elmo just goes, and he starts like collapsing onto himself <laughs> behind the thing. And then his little eyes stick up and look around. He goes, I only had one line. <laughs> oh, oh man, Robin Williams was—he uh, was one of a kind, man. Yeah. The genie. Oh yeah, his talents are will never be matched no. by anybody. No. No. Like his his like broad spectrum of his talents, like from drama, to oh, comedy, mm-hmm. like Will Hunting. Oh man, you cry at that part. You cry and freaking Will Hunting. Yeah, like, that's just like. I mean, I know Patch Adams kind of got mixed reviews, but I thought he was really good in Patch yeah. Adams, too. Yeah. Jack, right. the movie Jack, where he's... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, reverse, uh, well, he's doing basically Benjamin Button. Yeah, well, he's, he's aging, really. Oh, yeah. Really, yeah. Really. yeah. That, um, but... That, oh. I'm the pudding in the pudding pop. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, Birdcage is definitely my favorite movie with him, but then... I, I There's love, just so many. I love Hook. Oh, yeah. I, I know Spiel, oh, yeah. Spielberg was a little unhappy with it, but you want to talk about that's one of the Spielberg's best. Spielberg's unhappy with every movie he makes. Yeah, <laughs> I the set the the just the set pieces and Hook was amazing. Yeah, uh, yeah. it's just uh, oh yeah. 
Uh, and he was uh, Fern Gully Batty. Hmm. Fern Gully had a star-studded cast too, because uh, uh, well, that was one of the first um, cartoon cast that actually mm-hmm. had like big names, and that was before uh, Aladdin, before all that yeah. stuff. Yeah, Tim Curry yeah. played Hexus. Yeah. Uh, Tim Curry's another one. I love Tim Curry. Well, this was before like a- a- any um, artist or animated studio thought that having big name talent was going to help their movies, and that was the, one of the first. Mm-hmm. Fern Gully was like, oh, let's put this recognizable voice in there and see how it sells. Boom! Well, <laughs> and now every movie Aladdin has the Robin Williams and uh, like all these names getting cast. Tim Curry is one of my favorite. Clue. Oh yeah, he's amazing. Oh, it. In Clue. It. Clue. It. Uh, he. Rocky did Horror. Ro- Frankenfurter. Uh, I, I was actually. Frank- I was in that show. I was Frank Frankenfurter for Halloween in 2012 after my <laughs> bodybuilding show just yeah. completely shredded out with abs and veins and and <laughs> and uh, everyone's like, look at me, I'm like, yeah, that's me. Uh, but he was an Annie. Uh, Muppets on Treasure, Treasure Island, Home Alone 2, um, uh, Fern Gully. Uh, what else was he in? So, so much. I think so much. Clue is probably my favorite. Really? Yeah, I love Clue. Uh, yeah. I love Clue. It was probably for me. You know, the the original It, I think Pennywise, Yeah. he was amazing. Yeah. But, I, but the, the acting the in it was just well, really cringeworthy. Yeah, like everyone talks about how good it is. I don't think it was a good movie, except no. for Tim Curry. Right. But you gotta think about the time too. Like if you were, <laughs> and it was a TV. And it was made for TV. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, this one was rated R and raw, and you know they could do stuff. And the technology now I with think, the, right. the I think Skarsgård did a really good uh, job. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And uh, Bill Bill Hader. Hey, Bill Hader. Yep. Hader did. I love he Bill Hader. He was a perfect version of that right. kid. Yep. I think he's the like one of the most comedic best of our time right now bill Hader has such range mm-hmm. that he can play many he does voices he does all, all these different characters and just in his mind and then he just portrays them very well what what movies are you guys most looking forward to that are coming up oh halloween halloween still halloween when's that still? coming out this year october yeah but i know yeah, i was looking for halloween the new saw the new Candyman. Oh, oh, the remix. The I want to see. I really want to see the new because I watched the original Candyman once uh, when I was like eight. So I want to. I I haven't watched it again because the night that I go see it, I want to go to a later movie and I want to watch the original before right. and then go see that one. But uh, Jurassic Park Dominion or Jurassic World Dominion was supposed to be out this year, mm-hmm. but because of COVID, they pushed it back a year. Yeah. So that's a real bummer. But and the superhero movie, Black Widow, Morbius. Um, See, I think the, all the delays in Black good. Widow kind of like it sucks, man. I just, it just sucks. Well, we got, but I don't know if that's a telling of how the quality of it, or is it just because nah, they're just they, they wanna, expanding the store? They're afraid they're not going to make money. I'm like, dude, release it on Disney, like you did Mulan, and charge twenty bucks to watch it, and people will watch it. Yeah. They will watch it if you if you post it, they will come. Yeah, <laughs> it was like yeah. I think I think that. I mean, Scream 5 and Jurassic World are the ones I'm looking forward to most yeah. next year. But uh, uh, King Kong vs. Godzilla, I'm pretty yeah, pumped. Cool. So when Godzilla, when the first one... I haven't seen any of the Godzillas, like well, the newer ones. When the no, 2014... But Skull Island was amazing. awesome. Like, amazing. that was a great yeah. King Kong movie. So I was excited, super excited for Godzilla. And it wasn't bad, but I was let down. Mm-hmm. I think I got my hopes up too high. The second one... I didn't have my hopes up. It, it they were they were entertaining, but yeah. I was disappointed. I'm more King Kong, and than I didn't Godzilla. really go into King Kong expecting anything. Oh, I didn't and expect it much was either. Amazing. It was so good. So good. So I think that I think this will be good. 
uh, I hope, with these two. Uh, but, you know, Skull Island had uh, John Goodman oh, and had had Samuel cast. L. Jackson, you know, and it had a great uh, cast. Uh, Brie Larson. Yeah, Brie Larson. Yeah. She's gorgeous. Um, it had, uh, I can't remember his name, but he was in Walking Dead. He played he, the, uh, the black gentleman who was with uh, John Goodman, uh, his assistant. And then there was, I can't remember this guy's name, but uh, you've seen Brooklyn Nine-Nine, uh, the captain, his yeah. partner, his, oh, okay. his love partner, was in uh, Skull Island as well. But yeah, Skull Island was, was amazing. See, see, monster movies, I'm just uh, like... Yeah. Uh, see, I'm, I'm a big monster. Like, Jaws, you know, is my favorite, but like Lake Placid. Yeah. I mean, it, Lake Placid is one of those good, bad movies, right. but it's really good. Deep Blue Sea is another one. Anaconda is what the reason I have an Anaconda. Um, sorry, it wasn't J Lo's ass. Yeah, goodness <laughs> gracious! That's what they should have named the movie. People would have watched it. Her <laughs> Anaconda does. Uh, John Voight with the absolutely horrific. It sounded like so. It sounded like he was trying to do a Scarface accent that was terrible. And Scarface is a horrible Cuban accent. I mean, well, and that's an Italian doing a Cuban accent. That's like that's blasphemy. I know, like, like we, we, I love Scarface. I love his accent, but it doesn't sound like a Cuban right. at all. <laughs> but say um, hello to my little friend. Paul. And then John voice like, I'm a connoisseur. He always had these fit. <laughs> and then you got a oh god, what's her name? Carrie where, where, Carrie Oh my goodness gracious, that woman back then was just. I, I, I will admit, I looked up some nude pictures of her, and they are stupendous. They're probably fake. No. No, they're, from, they're, they're real. And if they're fake, I don't care. I'll pretend. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, I love Tremors. Um, you know, anything Godzilla can call. Uh, shark movies that aren't Jaws. Uh, I thought The Shallows was really entertaining. Yeah, The Shallows was good. I think that's probably... You know what? I like The Meg. Okay. So, <laughs> I like it. I, I was obviously... Mindless entertainment, but I thought it was. Cool. We had a debate about, early, yeah. early on the channel. Like we had a debate about Mary. Yeah. Here's here's why I didn't like it, because I love movies like that. Mm -hmm. I read the books. That's why I didn't like it. Uh, because yeah. the first two books were amazing. The third book was like that action blockbuster sequel, but it was really good. Mm -hmm. Four was okay. Five I didn't like. Six I didn't like. But the first three books are just so i mean yes there are some ridiculous things like in the book he drives the sub into the into the meg's mouth and he gets out of the sub into the stomach acid and he takes a meg tooth and stabs the heart so it, it's ridiculous also but the depth that mm. the characters had like right. jonas when i heard that statham was getting cast i was like yeah. Ugh. so he's a ticket seller though jonas yeah. taylor in in I would have liked to see someone similar to Andrew Lincoln, mm -hmm. someone who can be a, not d him, but like that. Someone who has the range to be a badass, to be to show pain because that character is tortured. And I, I saw Mac. Uh, he was played by uh, the guy who's in um, Fear the Walking Dead. I'm trying to I don't remember his name. Um, he was in uh, Doctor. Have you seen Doctor Sleep? Hmm? He was the doc, the the friend in Doctor Sleep that helped him get clean. Uh, kind of Indian, dark skin. I don't. Oh yeah, I don't dark, know. His name. I can't yeah. remember his name, but he was uh he was in the Meg. But his character was uh I I see I saw him, his uh, what Mac was his name and uh so that character I saw more as a 
Bradley Cooper type, like mm-hmm. rugged, handsome, but kind of tortured. Right. You know, and and I would have loved the movie if I didn't read the book. Mm-hmm. And well, stop reading them. I know. <laughs> like I was going through a real tough time in 2016, and my my aunt suggested once you start reading, you like, I, I love reading. So right. it was like I just mid- don't have the time. Well, it was like midnight on a Sunday, and I had to work the next day, and I was like trying to look up books. I went books like Jaws, <clears throat> Meg Pop. So I started reading it at midnight on Sunday, and I put it down finished at seven o'clock in the morning. And I ended up if I had to go to work, I would get the audio books. So mm-hmm. I and the audio books, those I mean, even after I've read the book, I listen to the audio book after because they're this especially the second movie or the second one there's um a character benedict singer who he's i think italian or something and then there's uh celeste and she is russian uh, do, you, do you know anything about wwe at all so there's this woman named lana and when i heard the description of celeste um i'm going to show you a picture this is 100% what – and she's she's Russian, or her character's Russian in uh, in WWE. <clears throat> but I is she to, anymore, though? No, now she's not. Yeah. Because she, well, she, she is really Russian, but she's from Florida. Yeah. She loves but like I'm trying to find her old – oh, God, she's gorgeous. Yeah, oh, she is. I'm trying to find right, – so here. So when they describe Celeste, blonde, hair in a ball – business suit but with cleavage and russian that's celeste Mm -hmm. like that's and you know but um yeah the novels i mean if you like to read get the novels of the meg especially now that you've seen the movie you already enjoy it you know i i I tell people don't read the book first but yeah the books were great 47 meters down that was another good yeah i I was really really impressed i was was surprised with that one Mm -hmm. second one yeah yeah, the second Terrible. one was But um, I think The Shallows was probably, besides Jaws, I think, I mean, like, Deep Blue Sea is one of those fun, bad Can't movies. Be, yeah. But I think The Shallows, I mean, it was a little ridiculous. But I, at least they tried right. to make it, like, the reason it's sticking around is the whale, mm-hmm. and it's, you know, but. Isn't Deep Blue Sea the one with the LL? Yeah. Okay, Deepest, well. bluest. My hat is like a shark's fin. Um, I love LL. Oh, yeah. That had a good cast, too. Um, yeah, Samuel Jackson in that one. <laughs> He's in what everything. Why would you say what isn't Samuel Jackson? <laughs> uh, God, Jurassic Park. Well, um, I'm trying to remember what's the guy's name. Um, the main, the main guy. Uh, he's in a lot of stuff too. So if you've watched The Mist, mm-hmm. yeah. the remake, um, I gotta see if I can pull up his name. So The Mist had like four... the show. What's that? The show? No, the movie. The movie from yeah. 2007. Yeah, yeah. The goal with the heart wrenching ending. Yes. Yeah, I, know, right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> Thomas Jane. Yeah, yeah. So they're not were... a fan of his. Really? I, I don't like I, him. I don't. I mean, I don't. I, there's something about that guy I don't like. Like, I watched that show Hung that he was in. Mm-hmm. Well, I think he's one dimensional. Didn't like it. I just watched a movie. Um, God damn, what, what was the name of that movie? And that movie was really good, but he was like just terrible in it there were and it almost like ruined the movie there were four actors in the mist that were in walking dead because the director of the mist 
was the first director of Walking Dead before they fired him. Well, if you if you, the tone is exactly the same, mm-hmm. exactly the same. Yeah. See that? So that's how I know like these characters are so one dimensional that they have to cast people in that exact same role. So here I'm looking at right <laughs> now. So in this is the mist from the mist that's in Walking Dead is Je- Jeffrey Demun, yeah, who played Dale. Um, Melissa McBride, who plays Carol. Uh, um, oh, Andrea, uh, Lori Holden, who plays Andrea in Walking Dead. And there was one more. Oh, uh, Juan Gabriel, who plays, uh, uh, Morales or something. But the director, because he did the mist, he hired all those people for that. He wanted Thomas Jane as Rick Grimes. Yeah. So there was almost, but uh, Thomas Jane actually turned it down. And, uh, but uh, anyway, uh, I just, like I said, and, I, I just think he's very one dimensional. I don't think he's got any range. No, I like him a lot, though. I don't know. But, um, uh, what was I going to say? Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, Andrew Lincoln regretted, regrets now leaving Walking Dead. And I, I think there was so much potential with him and Negan. Uh, the actor, uh, um, Jeffrey D. Morgan, yeah, is amazing. He's he's great, but I'm a big Walking Dead fan. I mean, I know a lot of people didn't like season seven. Uh, I didn't have as much of a problem with it because they were developing storylines, and season eight wasn't as well written. But I thought there was a lot of action. But nine and ten were really good. But they 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 did some ad because they couldn't. With COVID, they couldn't do a full season this year, yeah. so they're doing like five or six episodes, and the first three have been boring as hell. But they had um, Robert Patrick from Terminator Two, yeah, T One Thousand. They had him last uh, Sunday, but well, yeah, I don't know. But guys, that's it for this week. Oh wow, it's it is about that time. Thank you for listening and watching us. Uh, Thanks, guys. Make sure you like, subscribe, hit the bell. Um, once again, joined by Chris Leto on Reaper Films and Nick Bella. Thicker Constrictor. Yeah. If you like snakes, you can go to his, his yeah. page, Instagram and YouTube page. Yeah. Learn, uh, learn how to properly feed a boa. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. <clears throat> no. Where's the kitty? Yeah. The kitty, kitty, kitty. Yeah. You love that kitty. <laughs> I do love that Anyway, kitty. Google, uh, Tampa Bay screams and come on out this weekend. Yeah. Come Should out. Be fun. Time, March nineteenth and twentieth. Don't forget your mask. Yep. Um, it'll Five be actually the Friday and eleven o'clock on Saturday. Nineteenth and twentieth. Make sure you be there. I'll um, be there. I'll be there. I'm gonna try to get some footage for the, uh, next week's show. Yeah, we'll all be hanging out. So come up and say hi if you want to see my anaconda. Just ask. I have a bunch of pictures of her. He's talking about a snake. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> all right. 